Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the Bourbon and Boca podcast. Kim, this, we're in like like studio number like 15 for you right now, I feel like. That's not funny. It's you know not I've funny. been traumatized by that whole process. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but I am Travis McQueen, a co-host, mm. and you are... Kimberly Garner. Another co-host of the Bourbon <laughs> and Boca podcast, where <laughs> we just love train wrecks. I don't know. Anyway, you're a little more off the rails today. I feel like I am a little more off the rails today. I didn't do any fat burners this time. That's though. good. That's good. Yeah. I have that once. effect on people. Calming. The train wreck. Oh. Um, well, good that <laughs> that voice right there was our special guest today, guys. It is Dr. Amy Vaughn. She is a mental health therapist and here locally. Here locally mm-hmm. in the good old Clarksville slash Nashville area. Um, we're super stoked to have you. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. So, mental health. <laughs> like this, so this is where, where I really... Where do we start? Where do we start? <laughs> um, so, when we started doing this podcast, um, we've always come to this from the opinion of like, how can we better people? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we either teach people something? How can we create a community? Uh, but make when, them laugh. Yeah, make them laugh and, and just something different. Um, but one thing that... I will say from our perspective in Facebook groups and things like that from other photographers or other creatives in general, it seems like mental health is always like super low. It's like there's some sort of like thing going on. They're either like overly confident or or, wants to book with uh, me or I'm so booked that I'm crazy and I can't function or And then it's like they're always comparing to like everybody else. I mean there's so many things and we figured what what kind of a better person than to have somebody, <laughs> a mental us. health therapist, <laughs> help us talk to these people and just kind of get some information out of there to them. So what you're saying is you're going for a free hour of therapy. Yes. Ooh. I think Kim needs the therapy, though. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be crying by the end of this and in the fetal position in a corner somewhere. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, so, Amy... Coming from a mental health therapist perspective, um, what is like imposter syndrome? Let's just tackle it's that. something one. in the photography community you always see posts about on social media because yeah. you know, we're all over all of the social medias. But yeah, imposter syndrome is the thing I think we see people refer to the most mm-hmm. Yeah, as being an issue. Yeah, and that's not just true with the, the creative community. I mean, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is everybody. You see it a lot actually in the counseling community as well, oh. like for, for new therapists that are really just trying to figure things out. And it's so we have this idea, it's this awesome thing that we want to do. We're really excited about it, we're really passionate about it. But then we look at everything everybody else is doing and think, oh my God, like, who let me in? Like, <laughs> like people are going to see me. They're going to know. Yeah, They're going to oh. know that I don't belong here. They're going to know that I am really just faking it. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, I'm going to be exposed. And so they're kind of just like walking through these situations, feeling like I'm the outcast that people don't know actually, mm-hmm. you know, is, is in is this the out- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so you'd be surprised at like how many people actually experience that. Yeah. And um, a lot of people, it actually prevents them from really being able to, to meet their full potential because they can never get comfortable in their skin. They can never get comfortable in their product. Um, when people are saying, wow, you know, that's so awesome. That's so amazing what you did. You know, they, f- they feel like they can't fully believe accept, it. Yeah, yeah. Accept that, that, that praise, that good work, you know, mm-hmm. 
um, and can't really see kind of the fruits of their labor, um, if you will. Yeah. So what, so what ultimately kind of, what causes it though? Is it just like, um, I don't know, just, you just hate yourself kind of thing. Like, I don't know what is it. <laughs> yes. Everybody's walking through the world. With I hate myself, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, I mean, the answer is it depends. Everything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many times it depends. Um, you know, I mean, some people, you know, just have a lower sense of self-confidence and that mm-hmm. doesn't make them any less or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, they feel uncertain about, you know, their position and, and when they look out to the world, they see, you know, all these people doing fantastic things and they're not able to see that they're just as fantastic of human beings Mm -hmm. and, you know, have the same potential somewhere in their mind. They've kind of decided that, well, that's not me. I must be different. Mm -hmm. Um, can be one aspect. Um, you know, it's just, it it can vary. With photographers, I always wonder if it's because (laughs) like none of us went to school for it. And so I think we think, we're not taken as serious, you know, like when we had a guy who had gone to college and yeah. we're like, do people take you more seriously? Because, you know, you're for real. The rest of us feel like a bunch of frauds because we just do what we do. Some of us are really good at it. Some of us are meh. But, you know, it, because there was no outside thing reinforcing like, oh, you did a good job on this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I never got grades for it. I never got a degree for it. It just is something I do and enjoy. But it's hard to believe without that extra outside normal yeah. What's going call it? Like praise. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a degree that shows that, hey, you've yeah. done this many hours. But I can tell you that, you know, it's it doesn't still matter. <laughs> it still I mean, yeah. so you think about like, like I think master level counselors, social workers and yeah. so on and so forth. Many of them struggle with um, imposter syndrome. I just use that as an example because that's the world I live in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those people have a master's yeah, level or all higher degree yeah. and they're kind of walking that through the world sense, of like, yeah. oh, you know, I remember the, the, the first year that I had my PhD and I was like, are people going to call me doctor? Not? Like, <laughs> How do that I weird? myself? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just kind of feeling like, oh, like, I mean, am I actually really a doctor? I'm not an yeah. MD. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Um, and just like, even for, for me, you know, so, and we if do that for photography. When people go, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a small business owner. Like, it's a weird, you don't want to like say it because you don't want yeah. them to be like, well, are you really? Yeah. And no. so I just don't. So it doesn't matter how much education you have. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're still, you're I swear I'd tell everybody I'd like have a name tag. Dr. Kim <laughs> is here. No. I mean, that would be really cool. <laughs> I mean, I want to be a doctor. I mean, that's, that's cool. I'm not. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times people get, you know, they, they get the experience, they get out there, they get the exposure, they get used to the people and, yeah. and that kind of resolves Re- itself. Yeah. yeah. Right. They start experiencing successes and start realizing, actually, you know, I'm, I'm part of this I'm good community. At this, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning, I'm growing um, and, and they can kind of work their way through that. That's kind of the typical um, path in which people kind of resolve that sometimes, you know, in the more rare cases. Um, some people really do struggle to kind of get mm-hmm. past that and really build the confidence in what they're doing. Um, in which case, you know, uh, performance work um, with a therapist who specializes in, in that kind of stuff or mm-hmm. just a traditional therapist, depending on where it's coming from, mm-hmm. um, you know, can can help with that. So maybe. time so time and experience is pretty much what's going to kind of get you out of that kind of lifestyle, I guess. Often, often, often. <laughs> depends. Often. It depends. <laughs> yes, often. Um, you know, if it's more of a general confidence issue, you know, if it's if it's less about, you know, this is this new identity that I'm I'm kind of trying out. 
mm-hmm. seeing right. how that fits and seeing if I can be a part of this world and realizing that it can. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If it's a more general confidence issue where I'm kind of walking through the world, you know, in many aspects and really struggling to um, to fit in, to feel like I belong, um, then maybe a little more difficult. to. It might be, you know, it might require a little bit more in-depth work because then at that point it's less about this particular component and more about just a general mm-hmm. worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would probably require a little bit mm-hmm. more intensive work. We were talking early before we turned on the microphones about social media and its effect mm-hmm. on it. And you said you thought huge. Yeah. I mean, with imposter syndrome and just, People in general, I think this is a pretty common conversation because we're realizing the impact of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you, you know, how many conversations I have where people have convinced themselves that they're less than or people have lives that are so much better than them. And, you know, and I'm like, well, wh- wh- where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- how do you know that? that like what makes you think that? Yeah. yeah. How, do, how do you know that your life you is know? so much more of a train wreck than everybody else's? Are you like creeping in somebody's bedroom at night? Like, right. how do you know? <laughs> Um, they got wiretaps and they're like, but on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so when we, we get on social media, cause we're just a social media, uh, you know, age. Society, yeah. 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 And so we're looking at all these people's lives and most of the time we're seeing the best of what people are doing. Right. Right. We're seeing the perfect photo. We're seeing, you know, that perfect family moment. And they didn't capture the, the moment house. before where <laughs> like their kids like kicking them in the face as yeah. they're trying to get the photo. <laughs> I use that as an actual example because I posted that. Um, <laughs> just as when this reality check yeah. Um But, you know, we're it's a very choreographed timeline mm-hmm. that people put forward. Mm-hmm. Um both because those tend to be the moments they capture, right? We want to capture these moments where we're happy and where things yeah. are going really well, and we want to share that with other people. Um, and we tend to be a, a little more um, reserved and a little greedy with those not-so-flattering moments. We don't want people to think you know, bad things about us. We don't want people to see our struggle, not because you know, we want necessarily everybody to think that we're these perfect human beings, but it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's embarrassing to kind of have like those things out there in the world and people to know like your dirty secrets kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I make the mistake of telling everybody everything though. Well, I've always seen as, and, as like, and recipes. I post a lot of recipes <laughs> <laughs> food that I'll never make. I'm food motivated. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I did these brownie cheesecake bite things today. I didn't make them. I just posted it, but maybe someday, uh, someday, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, 100%. And that's something, too, that I've always kind of subscribed to was that social media is is the highlight reel. Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah. not it's not life. It's like if people say your life flashes before you, I- you eyes, before. your eyes, um, that's what you're going to get <laughs> is like the Instagram feed or something <laughs> like that. So even with, I mean, I know social media has been huge, and especially ever since I watched the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. Have you ever seen that at all? I haven't. Yeah, they talk oh about goodness. how like your brain's not even supposed to like like we're not even wired to be able to process the amount of well, something about the anyway. What Travis pointing at me again? <laughs> Am I not close <laughs> enough to the microphone? I mean, you was like talking like out of the microphone, <sighs> but yeah, it's like it, one of the I big things said, in in the social effect. dilemma that I really enjoyed was you know the human brain was not it's it wasn't made to process um, or or process how many like judgmental views and feedback yeah, yeah. you get from other people because it's like apparently you know 
back in the hunter gatherer days, you just had like a little, you know, group or little community people judging you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you could probably handle like 50 people judging you, but now there's like 10 million people that mm-hmm. can just chime in on your social media and just destroy you. And it's like, how do you mentally process mm-hmm. all of the hate, all of the love, all of the indifferent comments? Like, how do you process all that? So coming from the mental health perspective with social media, I know there's so many pros and cons to like giving people voices and giving people outlets, but then there is that double-edged sword where, you know, it does hurt people's self-confidence and their identity and kind of makes them confused. Um, like, do you ever just want to tell people, get off Facebook, just stop it? I do tell people. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's many reasons. You think, you know, like just stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one would be, Yes, if if you're noticing that your mental health or your mood is declining, yeah. you know, because you're looking at this and you're constantly engaging, and it's not even you know necessarily just yours, but it's all the mm-hmm. feeds that you're seeing and it's you know so much stuff you know, with all the political stuff yeah. and all the social movements and all of that. Now, I'm not saying like you shouldn't care about those; you should. Um, but when it becomes to a point where you're where feeling you're 24/7 scrolling through it, overwhelmed, yeah. yeah, you're just constantly overwhelmed and bombarded by this information, and you know, just a lot of really aggressive voices. Um, I do often encourage people to step back break. from that because it's kind of addictive, really. Oh yeah, I mean, I, we it's talk the first about thing I do when I wake up in the morning. The little and dopamine, then I feel like a little crackhead, like just <laughs> throw you're getting dopamine <laughs> hits from that. Yeah. You Terrible. are. Terrible. Um, you know, so it is addictive, and then we spend a huge amount of time doing that and comparing ourselves to other people instead of actually just living our lives Mm -hmm. doing Um, your thing (laughs) yeah and appreciating you know kind of what's good about our lives and so yes I do prescribe uh uh, you know with frequency like hey let's let's just back up off that just a little bit yeah and and I probably wouldn't even be on a lot of social media but being military and so far away from family it's the easiest way to like disseminate pictures and stories about my kids and recipes that nobody Mm -hmm. cares about um and my business is completely wrapped up in I mean, all my bookings come from Facebook. Mm-hmm. So if I, and you, and they won't let you have a business account without having a personal one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, I've never actually I mean, they just roped you in. That's it, just, that's just the funnel that, you know, social media is kind of made yeah. to funnel you in, to keep you addicted. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but <clears> then let me ask you this. How well, often do you, um, just, you're just sitting around and you click the app? Which app? Facebook? Yeah, or any oh, other one. Oh, all the time. My husband will ask me to look up directions or something, and I'll click Facebook first. And I'm like, what am I doing? And he's like, I thought you were getting directions. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. Or, or you're just kind of sitting around. You're like, there's movies. Oh, going. yeah. It's not that interesting. Let me click the app. Yep. I just woke up. Let me yep. check to see what's happening. Absolutely. So then it really is more than just connecting with oh, other yeah, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my excuse. That, <laughs> that it's, yeah, it's, it's that to attachment say, to <laughs> it. And yeah. so, you know, maybe I tell somebody like, yeah, of course, you want to stay connected. Take the app off your phone. That's true. Do it on your computer. Or you'd have to, yeah. Make the effort instead of it being so easy. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Or, you know, you set times when you can. And you actually have people, like, um, uninstall it from their phone. And then at bedtime, you know, they can install it. Although I recommend not doing a bunch of social media before bedtime. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, But, you know, like a designated time. You spend this much time. And then you can reinstall the app for that time and then take it back off. So you can't just... I suppose if we set office hours like a normal person, you could literally be like, I will only check Facebook for messages and things between nine and you know, four well, or whatever. And really then you wouldn't need to be checking it otherwise. So one thing I love about Apple, other than all their uh, awesome products, he name is, drops <coughs> products is that Apple has an actual system built inside that you can limit your social media use. So you can go to certain oh, apps like and, and limit to certain times. Um, so essentially, like I have my social media up to two hours a day. 
Yeah. I'm on that um, way more than that. <laughs> and once I get to the two hours, it just basically goes to a blank screen, <gasps> and I can either, like, like give myself 15 more minutes oh. or, like, cancel it or whatever else oh. or just close out of the app and, you know, just go That's on about wild. my business. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I can't afford an Apple, but I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. So all of this kind of really kind of makes me think about, like, just, like, mental fatigue because mm-hmm. I feel like once you're constantly bombarded with 24-7 news, whether it be political, social, you know, your neighbor's kids doing whatever. So it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. at some point, I think there has to be some kind of mental fatigue happening. Um, what, what, what are some of the identifiers that we can kind of be like, oh, oh yes. Like I'm like, becoming I'm, overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm coming, coming overwhelmed here. I'm a little fatigued with all this. I mean, it's different for each person, you know. I mean, some of it might be literal physical fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be changing your mood, becoming like a little more short-tempered. Um, you know, basically when you feel like you're interacting with the world or the people around you in a way that's different mm-hmm. yeah. than what you usually do. A good analogy that I like to to kind of tell my clients about is if you think about each person as like a cell phone, because aren't we all attached? <laughs> um, a, a battery, right? Yeah. So we have so much battery life for the day. Most of us do not start off on 100%. Like it's, mm. you just don't. Yeah. You know, so if, if we're lucky, we're starting off at like 70%. I was saying yeah. like 65. Yeah. Probably. Your battery's <laughs> 70% charged, right? And so if we think about the things that we do through the day as things that either increase or decrease Mm. the amount of battery life that we have, Mm -hmm. right? So we think about, you know, work. We think about family engagements. We think about the time we spend ruminating about other people's work, you know, (laughs) that they're doing and how much better they are than me, you know, like all this other stuff. Those all are depleting the battery. Mm -hmm. Um, Poor sleep depletes the battery because then you're starting off at an even lower, you know, Mm -hmm. charge. Yeah. but then you can also think about what are things that I can do to increase my battery? Like what are things that, you know, kind of those little boosters, little plugins yeah. to get a Amp little extra up. life. Yeah. To be able to, to kind of help us along. So what, what are a couple of examples? So I, I do yoga. Is that one thing that you would say that boosts my, my battery or lowers it? Because I still want to see this, by the way. I it's don't entirely believe you. It's intense. I guess it depends on if you enjoy it or not. Um, it might lower my battery because I hate yoga. Nothing against yoga. I just uh, I don't have the patience. But you know, for somebody that enjoys it, that's definitely a boost. Or physical activity, if that's mm-hmm. something that they enjoy doing, we know that that gives like positive endorphins in the body, and that's great. Um, you know, family time might be something that charges, yeah. or it might be well, something different, yeah. right? depending, on, depending on your family. Depends and, how many and kids you have. Yeah. I know dogs and cats. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting outside can help. Um, good nutrition, good activity, getting good sleep. That's a critical one that people just completely underestimate. Um, you know, and when I say like nutrition, you can think about that as like, you know, what you eat, but what you consume, like mm-hmm. what is it you're looking at? What is mm-hmm. it you're spending your time around? Are your friends people who add, Charge to, your in- yeah. <laughs> add to your energy or take away? Yeah. Um, and determining like, well, how much time do I want to give to that? You know, knowing that I have only so much battery life throughout the day. That's awesome. I, I never really kind of considered, you know, me waking up that some days I'm not at 100% and that, you know, if I give so many hours or so much time, like 
let's say I start off at like 60% or 65, you know. And then and he has a podcast with me and he's like, yeah, then, then, you know, <laughs> this, this depletes like 15% of my battery right there. So it's like, I'm already down oh, like 45. <laughs> no, um, that's, that's a really cool. And that's a really awesome analogy. I, I was thinking when you were talking, I was like thinking, oh, community. I feel like com- having a people who relate, mm-hmm. like when I have a bad day with clients, which mm-hmm. never happens, they're all wonderful. But if I did, I have people I can call and like complain to mm-hmm. where my battery might've been getting low, but I call and, you know, we joke around and talk about it and then you know you feel so much better yeah so having people around that can kind of relate and give you a boost yeah and I mean it's it's great when your work um you know really contributes to your happiness and contributes to but I think we do oversell the notion that you know your job's gonna be so meaningful oh and and you're gonna like you're gonna have this perfect thing and you know um I I do a lot of therapy around that actually where you know people are you know they feel like they don't have a sense of purpose a sense of meaning about their jobs but you know there are certain jobs that just have to be done yes and you know and we're in the position of like well you know we can't uh, go forth and do the most meaningful jobs and even the ones that are super meaningful and you're still going to have those hard days yeah yeah and so you know that's taking away from the battery so you know if you think about meaning purpose creativity enjoyment whatever you want to go after um if the job doesn't do it then one is there a way to make the job do it yeah. <laughs> or can you get a new you know, job no <laughs> i mean maybe it's get a new job a lot of us don't have the luxury yeah. um then how can I make sure I'm meeting those needs outside of that environment? How am I making sure that I'm charging my battery? If, if this doesn't do it, then what will? Because yeah. if we don't have a sense of meaning, sense of purpose, we tend to not do well. I, I think a lot of people kind of romanticize um, like what they think their life should be yeah. like. Or, you know, they, they romanticize all these little things. And, you know, in 1920, it would have been the greatest job in the world probably to be a milkman. You know, but then it's like, <laughs> you know, flash forward to 2021, like probably being a milkman would be like the worst so kind of like, you know, thing in the world for whatever reason. Um, but I just think it comes down to that. Like what, I guess, are you romanticizing about this? Mm-hmm. Like what deep down are you not being fulfilled in? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of leads me to just kind of talking about more like anxiety. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like when I was growing up, I never heard of that term before. Like it was never a thing like all these kids now. It's like, it seems like everybody like middle school, like on up is like talking about, Oh, I got so much anxiety. Yeah. I got this, I got that. And it's like, I don't know kid, what we called it. I mean, there had to have been something, but I, I don't know what it would have been, but I mean, I never heard of it. So mm-hmm. from your perspective, um, and like anxiety, like, has it always been a thing? Do you think people have more anxiety now due to social media and all that? Or do you think it, it's just shown more? I mean, I think it's different anxiety. Different, okay. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, like that it, makes it's sense. experienced in a different way. I mean, yeah. anxiety's always been around. If you think about like, uh, I do a lot of veteran work, so like yeah. PTSD. It's been around a lot longer Before than the term name. PTSD yeah. came oh, around. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's been called a lot of things, and it's always existed. And just because we gave it a name, doesn't right. mean that it's just now here. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with anxiety. I mean, there are different things that you know, cause people anxiety and there are different ways that, that we treated it mm-hmm. in the way back. Some of it was very terrifying. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> sure. watching documentaries on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin your day. <laughs> that won't help you sleep. Um, but you know, this is stuff that's always been around. There have always been people who are unhappy with their lot in life. Um, and so it's, it's not a new thing. Now I will say, yeah, things like social media and and the stuff that kids are going through now is, is really hard. I mean, you don't even get to take a break from it. You don't get to step away to your private space. You know, like when kids were going home, at least you left the bullies at home. Now they can just follow you. Follow you on the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and so it's this, this constant, um, you know, access 
yeah. to, to that. But I will say anxiety, depression, those are not new concepts, mm-hmm. not new terms. They've always existed. Um, but you think generationally. They probably weren't often, spoken about as much. We just didn't talk about yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like my grandparents, they didn't talk about stuff. Like, you just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was involved on a documentary called Honor Flight, and it was all about uh, World War II vets, and they'd fly them back to the memorial. And when you watch it, you just think, these guys had to have all... I mean, one was on the cover of Time magazine. I forget what they called him, but, I mean, he was just skin and bones. I mean, mm. like, complete... Um, and you think those guys had to come back with some major PTSD, but they'll say, even in the documentary, they're like, we went back to our jobs. We didn't talk about it. We put Mm -hmm. all the stuff in boxes and put it in the basement and just never, never addressed it. You know, Mm -hmm. the wives had to have seen stuff. The kids had to have, they had to have felt it, but they just didn't talk about it. Didn't talk about it to each other either. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't at the VFW, like Mm -hmm. chatting about it. Because what are you going to do? Yeah. But it's just the, it's. Just we just accept it as part of life. And, and they kept on trucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't just not work. You yeah. can't just so not deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that leads me, I mean, you know, from a, from my perspective, I I tend to, I, I, don't, I don't know, I won't be like mean or anything to anybody if they got like anxiety <laughs> or anything. Where is this going? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find a nice way to, to say this. But if it was possible for those kind of guys to kind of, oh. you know, keep it deep down or whatever and continue on with life, um, why is it so different now where it's like if the avocado toast isn't perfect, <laughs> they, Starbucks. they, you know, they go off on, uh, they go off on tangents about their anxiety. Well, Cause right? they have social media to do it. Yeah. There is a platform now. Somebody's paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are kind of two very different examples. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people did it back then because they had to, you, know, mm-hmm. you literally had to pay your bills and take care of your family. Mm-hmm. That being said, <laughs> What was happening in their households, right? And for could them, totally yeah. I mean, well, these people could also be drinking themselves yeah. to sleep every yeah. single night, yeah. um, or taking out, you know, whatever was going on on their families, or mm-hmm. completely isolating themselves, and you know, ends up with divorces or people living in separate bedrooms. You name it, yeah. like, yeah. You know, the consequences are still there. Again, it's you just don't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. You know, now is there, you know, some sort of entitlement now that we've got social media and we can complain about everything, everything just, all the time. You know, yeah. There. But I mean, you also always have, I mean, there will be some people who just like to complain. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they'll not, do it in person or online. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, gen- you know, that's not like just this generation, yeah. you know, like I'm always, you'll see people online and they seem real aggressive and very opinionated and blah, blah, blah online. And then I'll meet them in person and they're the most like soft spoken, mm-hmm. like, what's that about? Is it just creating a different character almost to be online? Could be. Could be. I mean, I'd have to be I'm like, why are you like <laughs> two different people? <laughs> but there is some safety in the, you know, yeah. kind of anonymous nature of social media, you know? Right, like being able to let it loose and... It feels like there's less accountability, so I can just kind of go after it. Like, what are people going to do? I don't have to worry about the threat of in-person. And it does damage a lot of relationships. Yeah. You know, guess what? Your friends, your family, Still your, read your that kids stuff. Yeah. are reading yeah. it, and they're saying, oh, that's how you really feel. Yes. Or they make the passive-aggressive post, but you know they're talking about you. <laughs> Not me, of course. <laughs> Whatever, Kim. You're like the Joy queen does of it all, all the time. The, the general posts with no name, but you know you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And everybody really knows on Facebook knows who you're and talking about. And then they about. post the meme that's like, if you think I'm talking about you, I am kind of thing. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just me? I don't yeah. know. Am I the only one who sees this? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe um, they are talking about you. You probably are. Gosh, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so with, 
anxiety, I assume that anxiety probably comes from depression or are they two separate things or how, or how linked is anxiety and depression? You have one with the, out the, out the other. Um, to your answer. Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, again, it's anxiety and depression are symptoms of problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So a person could have anxiety and depression. They could have anxiety. They could have depression. They could have whole cocktail of fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how a problem is, you know, kind of kind of festered. Yeah, showing itself, exhibiting itself, right? So if I'm unhappy with my life, you know, maybe that causes anxiety or maybe it causes depression. It really depends on one, you know, how I handle situations. Um, and the meaning that I make behind it, mm-hmm. you know, so if I'm constantly worried, you know, that might be something that, you know, ends up with depression because I feel like it's hopeless and, and, yeah. I, and I can't Spirals. fix it versus, you know, if I'm just, you know, constantly worrying, I'm able to, to do stuff, but I'm constantly on edge because I'm waiting for it to go wrong. And, and so, on. I mean, that could be anxiety or somebody could have both. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no cookie cutter answer to, to that. And I, I think that's kind of just the kind of person I am. Like I, I, kind of hate things that aren't black and white in a way. Like I, I enjoy the complexities of society and all things social. That's why I chose sociology. But at the end of the day, it's like, I always like to know kind of where is the cutoffs? Where's the line? So that way it's like, I think things but more. There probably isn't really. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I live like she in said. a world of gray. gray. <laughs> you would hate working with me. How's that I, black and white working out for you? <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that some point like there, some of it's that we're old, yeah. Travis, and we just think people are complainers. Well, maybe. I, I just think life should be easy. Like, <laughs> you know, science should rule. I mean, numbers and facts should kind of, like, rule the day. Yeah, it but it just it just doesn't. And it's like... But, I, I mean, black and white thinking can be a real problem. Because yeah. we don't live in a black and white world. Most things are some sort of gray. And when we get stuck on the idea that it either is yeah. or it isn't then you're going to be really unhappy. And anxious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, some things are black and white and we, we are kind of, we want an answer. We want a definitive yes, no, it is this or it is that. Yeah. Um, and in an ideal world, that would be the case, but that's just not the way it is. Most of the time, most things are kind of, yeah, sort of, or it depends. And, and maybe, you know, kind of <laughs> depends on the factors. Um, and so, that's just the world that we live in, but you are not the only one. There's yeah. a whole like therapeutic thing. Where it's, black and white. it's called black She'll and white thinking. She'll make you an appointment. <laughs> I'll send you some articles. Um, <laughs> you know, around that as like something that really causes people a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, I I think that probably the reason, yeah, I'll, I'll say mental health in our society has probably been so looked down upon is because people always thought of everything as black and white, but never thought to think about those gray areas. Like, you know, it's so easy to talk about so-and-so went crazy or so-and-so's feeling some type of way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then they kind of just shun them out. Oh, well, they're just, you know, wrong um, Mm -hmm. because they made bad decisions or something. Cause they, I think we've had a, so many generations think black and white that it's kind of, devalued or nobody really paid attention to the gray areas like oh, what could cause somebody to feel some type of way express themselves with depression anxiety how to treat it mm-hmm. like ptsd like you said you know you know i think it was like world war one world war two was called like shell shocked or something yeah, like that yeah. and then it's like it called a couple other things in between now mm-hmm. but now it's ptsd but it's like it's been Didn't around take the d off it now isn't it oh i thought oh. 
I thought Shane read an article. He tells me things. I only have. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just think, you know, I guess over time, as things kind of unfold, I think as a society, we're shifting more to studying more in those gray areas. But I still think there is probably a big disconnect. So from your perspective in the field right now, what are some of the big issues with the mental health? Do you think that people are taking it seriously more so now? Or do you think there's still some big changes that need to be made like overall in society? I think, you know, there are always going to be those people who are like, oh, you know, people are just being sissies. They just suck it up. Just being babies, you know, stuff like that. You know, these are the people that are at home drinking a pint every night. <laughs> um, Probably were. I'm dealing Probably with my problems the manly way. Um, like, hurry up, man. Uh, and, you know, so I, it's kind of interesting because, you know, we think about you know, mental health and the way that people have dealt with it over the years and, you know, the stigma around it. And the stigma mm-hmm. is a problem. Um, but interestingly enough, a lot of people that kind of promote the stigma are also people who have mental health issues yeah. just untreated. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they're it's unhappy. It's an insecurity within themselves maybe that they... Maybe. Um, but, you know, we kind of try to sell this idea of, you know, you've got to be strong and you've got to be this and you've got to be that or else, you know, you're weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe people think that comes from a good place, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just trying to teach my kids to be strong. Yeah. I'm just trying to teach them to be resilient. I'm like, yeah, trying to you're teach them, them. <laughs> teaching them to bottle everything up so I can deal with it when they're adults. Um, Make sure they have insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Start the therapy fund now, y'all. That or a podcast. Um, college. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of an, an interesting thing. I think, you know, we're at a place now where people are just more willing to acknowledge just the life stresses and more ready to say, hey, you know what? I don't have the tools to deal with this. You know, I I can't tell you how often I have conversations with people and they're really upset because, you know, just things aren't working out. And I just have the conversation with them and like, you know, did you ever see, have you ever seen a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, have you ever seen good parenting? Well, no. Why would you know how to do it then? Yeah. yeah. You know, have you ever seen good resilience? Have you ever seen fantastic coping skills? Have you ever seen problem solving? Like, in what environment has that ever been shown to you, shown to you effectively? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never. And I'm like, so, How so why, why should we have the expectation that people have all these answers when they've never been exposed to the solutions? That's, that's, that's hard to hit. I mean, I mean, that's, that's feel okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> do you feel targeted? No, I don't feel targeted. I mean, that's, that's heavy though. I mean, yeah. that's a kind of a heavy thing. And I mean, I can see that, you know, in, in multi facets, you know, growing up from my from my childhood, mm-hmm. um, I will say that mine wasn't necessarily like bad or as bad as some, mm-hmm. but I always looked at things from seeing what my family had done. Like I'd never want to do that. Mm-hmm. I never want to be that. So it's like, I just like knew that opposite. Yeah. I just knew inherently that what they were doing was wrong mm-hmm. and I just need to do the exact opposite of what they're doing and I'll be fine. So whenever I kind of come up, I've seen some of my cousins, they, seen all the wrong mm-hmm. but they fell in that path of all the wrong so it never understood to me like well how come i could see that and be like no that's clearly not the path because not everybody does so at some point you you know recognize that and yeah. even if they recognize that you know you were able to find the resources to figure it out and maybe that was because you looked for them maybe mm. that's because you were exposed to them 
Um, mm. You know, I'll say like the army was kind of a lucky break for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it was out of that. Sound. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, because you know it was a very different environment. It really took me out of what I knew and really yeah. exposed me to some new things and challenged me in some new ways, um, and kind of allowed me to to go on a different course. You know, so that's yeah. Kind of when I went into being a therapist and everything like that. And therapy school is like the best therapy you could ever do. If you haven't dealt with your stuff, you will. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there there is a really significant component. I mean, so if you think about even, let's, let's bring this full circle back to, you know, kind of the creative side and, mm-hmm. and people's confidence. You know, if you've never seen somebody go into something completely new, uncharted, and do it confidently. Yeah. And to feel secure about themselves and interact socially in a very confident way. If you've never seen any of that happen, can you imagine how difficult it would be to say, well, I have to fake it till I make it? Yeah. You know? And I always say that, that half of the, like with photographers that deal Mm -hmm. with clients, um, the only reason I get any bookings is because I'm relatively, (laughs) you may not be able to tell now, but relatively (laughs) pleasant (laughs) and friendly. And for the people who are a little more socially, awkward about things or it's more difficult for them to have that interaction I'm like oh this is gonna be hard on you like it's not for the faint of heart you're gonna have people come at you you're gonna have to have these back and forth dialogues that are maybe uncomfortable you gotta talk about money which nobody ever wants to talk to that's when you become a specialist yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like forced to yeah yeah. people have to come to you because you're the only person who does it yeah niche market yeah yeah no not me I'm not see I don't have enough motivation to like I just hate talking about money. Like, if there was a way I could do work and get paid but never have to ask for money, like, I'd, I'm down. I know. I would, too. I need Maybe to I want to live in a commune wealthy. where it's just like, I just do what I do and, you know. I think that's across the board. I mean, money, <laughs> money is the most awkward. I mean, even for it, me, you know, like, it's just like, oh, you know. I just want to have a nice relationship with you. I, I don't want to chat. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, I want you to like me. I want to help you. <laughs> and then you go. <laughs> so... With all of this stuff of like mental health and just kind of being exhausted, I feel like you're, you probably have to be one of the most exhausted mentally like in the world yeah. with this as your job. That'd be Absolutely um, not. No? Really? So no. what, so what do you do? She's like how coping skills to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, ha- I mean, you have to be invested in these people's lives and what they're going through and kind of, you know, so many things. So how, how do you kind of cope with people kind of unloading on you like all day? Well, so I'll, I'll correct one misconception oh, about okay. therapists. And that is they think like our day in and day out is just this grueling, horrible, you know, terrible, terrible stories. stories all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not wrong. I mean, that's but what they don't get to hear is we're making successes every single day. Like my clients share with me the most beautiful stories of their progress and their success. I get pictures of kids. I get text messages about things that are well done. Like, you know, I get to be part of these people growing in their lives. And like when they're proud and when they're happy and they're feeling successful, I am proud. I am happy. And I like, there's nothing more rewarding in this world than feeling like, you know, you've helped somebody achieve what they wanted to. You've contributed to somebody's happiness. Yeah. And so there's a lot of joy in the work that I do. Most people don't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But there is so much joy. And the good and outweighs the bad in the yeah, end. Yeah. You know, and when I'm when I'm there with my clients, when we are, you know, kind of, you know, going through some of the, the, the stuff the, that, the stuff that the you are stuff. thinking <laughs> about. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, sometimes that is hard, but you know, at the same time, it's all the mindset in which you do it. Like, 
I think about how privileged I am to, to be part of this person's story that they're sharing with me something they've never shared with anybody in their whole life. They're letting go of something that they've been carried around, you know, balled up inside them. And that's a gift to me yeah. mm-hmm. that somebody would let me be a part of that. And that maybe me helping them carry that is going to just lighten that load, load a, a little bit. bit. Um, you know, so in that moment, you know, as they're, you know, maybe re-experiencing or processing that. Yeah. I mean, that's tough because I hate to watch them hurt. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, you know, you can see that they feel better. You can see the relief and. You know, so you just can't help but be really proud of the work that you're yeah. doing. And it, and it feels fantastic. Now, there are some days when I walk out and I am tired, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it is a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of, you know, it, it drains you emotionally. And, you know, again, it's not like it's a bad thing for me, but it's it's very intense. I would work. think it'd be a yeah. lot to be on. Yes. Like, but you, and it could be bad if you had a. Yeah. yeah. Like it would just be exhausting. I would think sometimes to always just be on. One hundred percent. So for me, I mean, I'm lucky to be at the point in my life now where I can kind of limit the number of people right. I take. And, you know, so I have a pretty small practice. Yeah. Um, you know, so that gives me the ability to... breathing to, room. Yeah, I, I can take a little time between my sessions. I do mm-hmm. all telehealth, so I might go, like, for a little walk or something yeah. between, you know, stuff like that. And it, you know, I can break up my time so it's not back to back to back to back. Yeah. Um, you know, but we're constantly harping and, and they don't really understand it to the students about like self-care you know. until they get there and they're like, I'm going to burn out. I can't take this. Um, and that's really thinking about, and that's not just true for mental health, but just across the board. If you have a stressful job and you're feeling overwhelmed and what's your process to decompress, mm-hmm. how do you step out of your day um, and kind of transition to this other part of your life? So like with my soldiers, sometimes we create like a whole, like end of the day process to help them switch from their work mindset to home mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what is your decompress process? What are the things that you're doing to take care of yourself? So again, sleep, you know, the good nutrition, taking care of yourself. Maybe it's exercise. Um, you know, maybe it's social support, whatever it is that you need, mm-hmm. you know, kind of depends on the person, but that you have those things, those self care things in place to make sure that you're taking care and of to yourself. know what works for you that yeah, like yoga would not work for me either. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. Well, no. look, I, so, so <laughs> yoga and hot yoga, I think, are, are two totally different things. Oh. Like, the hot yoga is what I like to do, and it's just, I don't sweating. know, it's different. You're just sweating. I don't know. <laughs> now it's you're like sweating and bored. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And quiet. I'm <laughs> sold. Sweaty and quiet. <laughs> it's it's awesome. You, you got to try it, Kim, for sure. One we, time. I, I want to have time. you come down there to, okay. to Fahrenheit yoga. And no, I'm going to be like that Grinch doing the, ah! <laughs> I'm going to do it. And they'll kick me out. They'll they'll kick you out for sure. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Never invite me back. (laughs) No, I mean, so this this has been an amazing podcast, and I I really do appreciate everything. More information and stuff than we usually do. Yeah. What? Wait. As fast? Is it over? Well, (laughs) Well, yeah. Holy cow! I mean, it's, 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 it's been like 43 minutes. I mean, wow. we, we've been going at it. I mean, I well, feel like we've thrown a lot, lot of at things. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we can always have you back. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I would love that. But I'm sure we'll have some problems between now and... <laughs> we, 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 we'll out. need your help. Um, so just kind of in, in closing, just what, what kind of got you on this path to be a mental health therapist? Ooh, that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> short story. <laughs> <laughs> um, short story, you was in the army. You've seen a lot of jacked up things. Pretty much. Oh, yes. really? <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that narrows it down. Yes. Um, you know, I, when I, when I was 
kind of transitioning out of the military. Um, you know, I had a small injury, and so I was kind of with a group of people that you know, were experiencing injuries, and mm-hmm. some of them were far more severe than mine. Um, and I just was really inspired by, like, the amount of resilience, one, that these people have, but also kind of thinking about, like, moving forward – how, how their lives are going to be impacted. Yeah. You know, what are their family lives going to be like with all of these changes, mental health, physical health, you know, all this stuff. Um, and, you know, like who's going to who's gonna walk with them in that that process? Who's going to be on that journey And with who's them? better than somebody who's been in it? So I would think. <laughs> but I <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I'm going to go get a degree in counseling, <laughs> having never had counseling. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to go do this thing. Um, and it, it I mean, it's, Luckily for me, it turned out great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, if I had it to do again, I'd have thought a little bit longer. Maybe tried some therapy, see if I liked it before I fully committed to two years, um, and then an additional PhD. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just really was inspired by them and also concerned. Um, And I was lucky enough to, I will say, this is the only thing in my life that I've ever experienced that I felt like this was made for me. Mm. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, You know, everything else has been, I'm not saying I don't have to work to do this. Yeah. Right. But, but you know, everything else has been just, you know, I'm doing it, but it doesn't feel like it's me. Yeah. And this is like, it's, this is just who I am. Like, so when I'm talking to my clients and I'm doing like my, like I do free consulting, you know, Mm -hmm. session at the very beginning, um, you know, I'm just like, what you see is what you get. All this personality rolled up in here is what you're going to expect in your therapy (laughs) session. So prepare yourself. You know, I am all out all the time. Buckle Um, up. (laughs) Right. Um, And so for me, that's, you know, this is just the perfect fit for me Mm -hmm. so I guess I just got really lucky that my um shot in the dark of what I wanted to do turned out (laughs) (laughs) so how can people get connected I know you got a a small client list and I'm sure you're probably very uh, particular but for people that want to kind of know more about you get get linked up with you or possibly come into one of your sessions uh what's your social media how can they find you stuff that you want them to have not like (coughs) Yeah. Home phone number. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll just give him Travis's home phone number. <laughs> <laughs> call him. Um, so you can find me at guidestarcounseling.com. That's my website. Um, you'll find some lots of information about me, the type of therapy I do, and all of that. I've got a YouTube channel, Dr. Amy <gasps> Vaughn. So um, I'm just kind of putting some stuff there out go. there. I just kind of started that. So, you know, don't get your expectations too high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so, you know, I post some stuff up every now and then, and, you know, if for some reason you're like, Hey, there's something I'd really love to see you talk about, you know, um, send me something on, on YouTube and, and I might, you know, try to create a video about it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you can find, um, guide star counseling on Facebook. Uh, I have Instagram at Dr. Amy Vaughn, but I will be honest. I don't check my my website (laughs) is, is the best bet. Um, if you're interested in therapy, but if you just kind of want to see what I'm doing these days, then YouTube is probably the way to go. And it's A I M E E. Oh, there I knew we go. Amy who spelled it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I did in high school. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, Amy, for for the podcast and just explaining or just showing all sharing all your wisdom with us. That's what I mean to say. Uh, we will catch everybody on the next episode of the Bourbon and Boca podcast. <laughs>